This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey guys, it's Kevin Rutia here with Digital Marketing Fastlane. I'm joined with my co-host, Eric Philippou. And guys, if you're on YouTube, please make sure to like, subscribe. And again, just a quick message before we get started to this great episode about a day in the life of a marketer. We are hiring here at Boy Media, so please email me, Kevin at Boy Media, if you're interested in working for us. First of all, guys, Eric got a puppy about a month ago, and he just told me, and we've been podcasting for a month straight. Yes, I did get a puppy. I thought I put it on Instagram and everyone would nod at it, but I think that was my wife's Instagram account, not mine. But I have a puppy and I haven't posted about it on Instagram. I think I might be the only person in the history of Instagram to ever do that. Oh, your dog's name is Wally? Wally, like the Pixar character. He is a sheep doodle He is several thousand years of genetic engineering perfected. He's a lap dog. He doesn't shed. Very quiet. Loves humans. He's perfect. Lucky, Eric. Let's go into today's topic. And really, this topic came from... Me and Eric wanted to do another episode, nothing too long, nothing too short either, the day in the life of someone in marketing. Really the context of this episode, it's going to be agency, which is for people listening or watching, Eric used to work at Boy Media. Obviously we've been doing podcasts together for a long time. And now he works at a company. We really want to discuss maybe some differences, some similarities, and something for other new marketers but what they should be expecting between these sort of two roles or just in general being a marketer. Let's start with what's your day now? New place, what's it like? So I'm on the brand side and I'll even plug them because they're an awesome company. I feel like I'm one of the first 15 employees at Uber or Airbnb. We're crushing it everywhere. We're like a behavior shift kind of startup. We're Upsy, U-P-S-I-E. By the way, if you guys haven't checked it out, very cool product. It's a D2C e-commerce startup, basically consumer electronic <laughs> product it, warranties. I think, it's, I think it's disrupting an industry. Yeah, Absolutely it's, disrupting an industry. Absolutely disrupting an industry. For people listening and watching, product is probably one of those where you're actually disrupting an incumbent. Back then, D2C brands such as selling soaps, pillows online, that was a disruptor. Now everybody does it. Whereas some other niches, like the one that Eric currently works at, that's still fairly new. And you yeah. have some compliance issues that you need to overcome. So it isn't as easy as, oh, hey, I'm going to sell this widget online now. Or, hey, I'm going to sell this dropshipping store online. It is truly a disruptive new way of doing a business. This is a really good opportunity. This is a phenomenal brand, the phenomenal team. I can't get into numbers or growth or whatever thing, but it's a startup. It's a, on the brand side of things. It's not the agency side of the digital marketing world. It is different in some ways. And basically, I'll just get into it. I'm an employee. I guess at the startups, you have equity shares. Basically, I'm an employee, whereas Kevin is an agency founder, brand founder. So two different types of work lives, me and Kevin. And I know our listeners are a big blend of those two. I'm going to talk about that. Kevin's day in his life is more of an agency founder and a D2C brand founder, which is could be much different, but very marketing focused anyway. I'll go ahead and start it off. Mostly I do paid social and email. Basically, is I start my day first thing in the morning while I'm still caffeinating even. My tea is still hot, not cool enough to drink yet. I open Facebook Ads Manager, sometimes Snapchat Ads Manager if we have campaigns active there and Drip, which is our email platform. We love using it. And basically, let's say an ads manager, I'm a marketer. Most people I imagine are social media marketers here. I just look at today so far. This is my 
bookmark bar goes there. And usually it's pretty early, almost not, there's no really serious activity. I'll look at yesterday, see how it finished, just for curiosity. For people listening, what time were you starting your day? I start at 7 or 8 a.m. my time, and my team starts an hour after me. However, the teammate I converse with the most, she wakes up at 6 a.m. She starts at 7 a.m. her time. She's brilliant, so we get a lot of good work done. I'm the ads manager. I look at today, I look at yesterday. Then I look at month to date, or less 14 days, or less 30 days, depending on what I just want to look at. And if there's any emergency, I'll address it. That'll be my morning, but there's almost never. That's the reason I look really. And then I look at the tests. So the tests are really the things I like to look at those first because that'll have a lot more action associated with them in terms of coordinating with the rest of the team throughout the day. Let's say I'll look at a test campaign, a top of funnel test. I'll go to the start date that it started. The date range is basically its start date to today. I have a very simple testing decision-making process. Yeah, I look at the tests, I make a decision on them, whether I pause, scale them, or let them run. And I do that based on predetermined metrics. This way it keeps it like really quick and rational, unemotional, just straight to action. I have it X a number of times my CPA in ad spend. If it's a certain percentage above it or below it, my target CPA, that determines whether I pause, scale, or let it run. That's another episode in itself, but basically I look at that every day, pretty much. After your guiding metric for the day, what Eric is saying is pretty much how you should be thinking about it. And of course, we're not going to go in detail the exact science behind it, but that's sort of how we think about it too here. I do it every day, even if I know there's not a lot happening, because I just know when something is ready, you have to take action. You're just wired. You just know what to do. That's why I can look at an ad account in 45 seconds and know exactly what to do for the next two weeks on it. And exactly. that's very important. I think to reveal the listening, I think what Eric is saying is super important here. When you're working on an account for so long, you kind of can feel it if it's doing bad or good. Let's say, for example, I'm making times up by 10. You say, it's weird that there's not a hundred purchases. Usually there is. So something's messed up. Same way you look at your bank account all the time. You look at your weight on the scale all the time. You know, you eventually get a feel of why something's a little off or why it's not. That's why I intentionally go through these motions every day, even if it's, I know there's not a lot of activity problems. For people listening, I think this is probably one of the biggest differences here. When you're working at a company like yourself, you kind of have visibility into everything that's happening in the business, from the marketing side to any updates the company's making. An agency, Eric, you felt this too, and we are media buyers here do it too. We just know the ad account. Any other changes that the business is doing, they necessarily don't always tell us or they forget to update you. But really when you're in a company, they're kind of telling you, hey, employees, this is everything that we're doing. So you have a lot more context, essentially is what I'm saying. I'll go into the benefits in a bit, but the daily routine. I don't want it to be a morning habit. This is a, I just do this, all these old oh, morning routine of uh, some media buyer, but basically that's what I do. And then I look at the tests. Usually I see, I also look at the scaling campaigns from there and I see what's working well. If I don't have some kind of creative iteration request that I already have in pro that my designer is working on, I make it. I usually always have a lot of stuff. Once a week, I'll just deliberately plan out new creative ideas, even just new bigger picture marketing ideas. That's usually towards the end of the week. In fact, I did a little bit of that today and right. I planned it. I'll go into more of that. But after I look at that, I look at drip too. Drip is, it's a lot lower maintenance just because there's a lot less data. We're not getting, it's pretty active though. And that's good. But then I basically take a holistic look for another, a good couple minutes. I try to look at the whole marketing funnel just from a 35,000 foot view. I just see what's missing and what opportunities are there, what product launches, like there's a new Samsung Galaxy coming out. Got it hit that really hard. And that's pretty much the first maybe 30 minutes of my day, usually a lot quicker depending on how much activity. 
And then I have basically what I call deep work sessions where I just have already in my to-do list. I made it a week ago or last week, what big problem I want to work on that day. This is one of the benefits I feel of working on the brand side as opposed to the agency side. For example, I have a high impact problem I want to solve or just make a lot better. It could be a huge new marketing angle we want to try, a huge creative idea we want to try, maybe a whole email flow we want to develop, even a new product launch. I just planned it a little more if we have something like that. Big picture, high impact thing. And then I'll just research it and work on it the whole day. I'll collaborate with my team. My team is really good. I know at the agency, you can do this too. I know at Voy Media, the team is really good. And I just ask questions. Uh, my team at Upseed, they're all really, really smart. They understand the consumer psychology, even if they don't work on the same marketing channel as me. So that's also one of the benefits of maybe the brand side is everyone, even the customer service, the founder, everyone, the head of product, every single person on the team is very aware of the consumer psychology part of it. Benefit of when you're at the company, everybody at the company is just thinking about this brand only. That you get full context. Everybody at the company has full context of everything that's happening. Agency, yes, we have context, but again, other accounts that taking up your mm -hmm. time and what Eric said here is very important. You mentioned deep work. You can just think the whole day planning about this thing where as an agency, that's not something you do. Like you just don't have that. Hard to do. Very really hard to do. And of course it does happen, but it's not a full day. Overall, for people to understand content, it's like a different mindset. Uh, working at a place, working at an agency, your mind is split into different silos at an agency. I look at the agency world like Navy SEAL school of whatever that topic is, whether it's Facebook ads or Google ads, you're not living at Upsy or at a brand. I live and breathe the mission of that brand. And that's really cool. And especially a brand like that, it's a really cool, fast rising brand. At an agency, you're focused on your brands a lot, but you really live and breathe the processes of that. It's really, really cool. That's yeah. a good way to explain it. You live like the processes that we set out. This is how we're doing ads. This is how we're doing yeah. it. It's why it takes 30 seconds for me to look at an ad account and know exactly what to do next because I did it 100 times a day for clients and stuff. It's like how they train you in the military to just react when something happens and it's just muscle memory. I'm not comparing digital marketing to being a Navy SEAL or athletics. You just train, 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 train. And it's just muscle memory. It just happens. There's pros and cons to each. They're all really good depending on what you're looking for. It's pros and cons to all. It really depends on what you want to do. Agency is very different than being in a brand and obviously I own Boy Media and I used to work at a company. Just like anything, founding a company is very different than being an employee as well. It's so different. This is a great episode for everybody listening about the day in life of a marketer. So everybody can see what the benefits are. But anyways, continue our doing your deep work and that's essentially kind of your week plan. I'll take time during the week, have a list of kind of bigger picture projects we have to work on or ideas. One recently was whole marketing angle we wanted to try. I collaborated with the team. I got a lot of feedback from the team because it is especially a marketing angle. It's so psychological. I'm the newest guy on the team. So yeah. they all have a lot of really good ideas, better than me at it. I'm just unaware of what I'm unaware of. So I make sure I kind of over-communicate with yeah. them. What do they think? What do they think? What do you think? What are you using to take notes, to write down your stuff? What's your everyday go-to tools? I'm using Notion a lot now, my new tool. You were with us when we were using paper. You guys used to use Dropbox paper, <laughs> an updating tool. There's a bunch of tools as long as you use it and it's a simple process. The simplicity aspect is good. I use Evernote because it's simple, but you, I'm not married to it. For so long, Eric. I've been using Evernote since 2014. I remember the first day I used Evernote. My old boss told me to use Evernote. 
Well, I use Evernote because you told me to use Evernote, right? I pretty much got the whole company onto Evernote. Everywhere I go, I tell everyone Evernote. If I was a NASCAR driver, Evernote would sponsor me. Use Notion, that SL. A lot of people keep telling me try Notion. I'm not going to bash Evernote, but there was a couple issues where uh, a couple bugs in Evernote lately. I think Evernote founder, uh, whatever his name is, he's not even working on it anymore. So Notion is the best. It's like Evernote on steroids. Key takeaway I want people to say day in the life is uh, when you have a structure to your day, you know how to do it. It's like any job. I don't even think it's specific to marketing. You just have, you know what you're going to do that day before you even go to bed the next day. I'm writing my to-do list for the next day at the end of today. You just know you wake up and you attack. It's a much different situation. In the agency world, you had to do that to basically survive because there's a lot more activity day to day on an ad account and a lot more accounts. It is a good practice to do in an extreme way. And then you get very good at it. Everything's like muscle memory. On the other side, with the benefit of the deep work is you know you're working on a high impact thing and you're going very deep into the situation. You know every detail about it. Nothing is past you. By the end of it, you just feel so much better because that obstacle is now an advantage for your company. And then over time, you see the extra money and revenue and improved CPA. It's really cool. We like it a lot more of a productivity episode than anything else. For anybody, any job, marketers too, finding what you're going to do. What's the easy task that you're going to accomplish when you wake up? Okay, let me just check all the ad accounts real quick, making sure nothing's on fire. Make check the emails, making sure nobody's emailing you crazy stuff. I think it's so important no matter what job. And I think Eric is saying this a lot. He has time. It's just deep work. And deep work for us and me, that also means just reading, reading new stuff. I think it's so important during the day to just be listening or reading to articles that are related to your industry. We always share, hey, Eric, check this article out, or I'm reading this book. It's oh. not Harry Potter. These books, yeah. and these industry books, you read them, your future net value, your future net worth goes up. Every time you read a cash advertising or through advertising, you take notes on how to implement it. People who say reading a book or reading an article, if it's a really serious topic, I don't know anyone who's a serious worker who would say that that's not a productive task. It's a very productive thing to do. Maybe if you're sitting in an office reading a book, it just looks weird. But the reality is I've been at places where people just waste their time, where they'd be better off reading a book. They do meaningless tasks. Another thing I want to stress, there are other productivity hacks. The real expert on the productivity, especially in the agency world, Kevin, you could talk about it too, but Wilson is an absolute- Crazy, yeah. Wilson should be on this podcast about the agency world because he did the inbox zero, his efficiency, how he looks at ad accounts. He's absolutely genius for that. He's the co-founder of Void Media and um, he's kind of the one in the shadows, not on the podcasts, but we'll get him on the podcast. I'll drag him on. Eric, we still have that episode we got to publish with D-Dang. We didn't publish that? No, we still have it. I just noticed that we didn't publish it. I talk to him all the time as if, oh, you know me from this podcast. I see him on Clubhouse all the time. I want to raise my hand as if he knows who I am. D-Dang, great marketer. Awesome Almost a year speaker. old now, right before COVID started. We have the pleasure episode. He's a good speaker too. But yeah, Wilson, very good at productivity. It just improves your day. You get more done. I think what you're saying, Eric, is right too. Reading, it just improves your value. And once you learn these concepts, you realize that how you can apply them. And then they make you more money as a marketer, as a founder. You read it and then you apply it. A lot of people just read and then they believe it doesn't work. Own mind playing your tricks on them. You need to read it and then say, okay, let me try it. Because if you don't try it, then you won't know if it works. The seeing is believing. I always try things no matter what. And if I fail, okay, maybe I failed once. I'll try it again and again until I know for a fact that it didn't work. That fear doesn't stop me from doing things. Another huge part, I probably should have even started with this, is prioritizing. I prioritize what's going to give us the best return on my time. 
So if it's something high impact, like a whole new product launch or marketing angle, where if it works, the whole new line of scaling for our marketing funnel, that is absolutely such a high impact thing. I'm not worried about the button color on this one email flow, only 1% of lists ever sees. The deep work stuff is always very high impact. The highest impact I schedule for a Monday, I want the whole team, the ask teams about it. Everyone on my team knows what I'm working on because I'm asking everyone. I ask for collaborate, I ask for their input and they give me great input. It's very important. You have to do high impact stuff. A lot of, not Void Media, honestly, and not even Upsy, but I've worked at other places in the past where people just work on useless stuff or low impact stuff, or they're focused on low impact things. Some of the freelance clients, project management clients we've been doing, bad manager will focus so much on something that is very little value. And they'll focus a long time on it. And the compounding effects of that over time of just putting so much time, lesser impact, lower return things. Whereas if you just put time into higher impact things, focus mostly on those things, the compounding effects are so much better for your work. That's just something as a marketer kind of goes for any industry in things outside of marketing, but it's absolutely true for Facebook ads and email marketing and digital marketing. The way I think about it, if you have a landing page don't change the color of the button on the landing page. Just test a whole new layout. Bigger impact than a small tweak. And you should be testing completely crazy new layout because that's going to be a compounding effect of a better conversion rate, more sales. And then once you find something, then you can go and do those small iterations. There are times when I was working at Void, you're focusing on this thing that'll give you a 1% or 2% improvement. You need to more focus on this instead. It's going to give you that massive improvement. It's a very real thing you see especially in marketing, there's so much shiny object syndrome or you learn this cool little hack from some blogger who said they got some 10 ROAS and telling you to turn on one little button in ads manager that means nothing. Whereas very few people understand basic copywriting or basic making a good offer or basic sales principles. And when you tell them that, they're like, whoa, oh my God, you're so smart. Changing your offer is to be more of an impact then change your button or even potentially add or something like that. Especially in marketing, because there's so much high, there's so many shiny objects. There's so many people trying to sell you a tool or a course. You have to focus on the most highest impact things. Let's just quickly go to maybe not in a day of life, but I think this probably happens maybe every week. How do you guys think about reporting, showing your data to your partner, showing your data to your bosses, the founders here at Boy, obviously we have weekly calls with partners, bi-weekly calls and monthly reports. So that's something that you have to think about. You plan it out in the week. Hey, how does it happen at a company? What do they expect daily reports? Because maybe it's a daily thing that everybody in the companies look at. So it's daily. I update. But we don't make sweeping decisions on one day of data. He just knows what's going on. Bigger impact stuff, higher, bigger picture. We don't update every day. We update maybe weekly, maybe twice a week. We have a sync, a team sync. It's not a huge team, but you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Even at Voy, the reporting stuff, it can work whether you are spending $100,000 a month or $100 million a month. Maybe some super metrics and some Google Sheet stuff. I don't know what you guys do now, but maybe you have some software. But it's not like you're reinventing the wheel in reporting. It's very calculated. We have very specific metrics we look at. And we share it very consistently to make sure everyone's on the same page on all yeah. channels. I'll give you an example. Let's say I see some product category doing well. We use Google Analytics and yeah. we share everything I'll see if the trends are also happening. I'll ask paid search team. I'll ask other people if they're seeing it on the other channels. And that just gives me more confirmation. This product category is not just good on paid social, but it's good on all channels. So that gives me a lot more confidence scaling it. That's pretty interesting too. 
it's not like some super complex thing. It's a very simple process, but simple is the most efficient way to do it. Just a quick point here, Eric, is for other marketers listening, if you're doing something like this, reporting every week, every day, it's in your best benefit to automate it. Use a data studio, use some sort of API to pull it in. We work with other marketing companies here at Voy and they'll send us daily Excel reports. Pulling the data manually, what are you doing with your life? Why are you doing this every day? And this goes back to such low impact, but they're doing it just to impress their boss and say, hey, I'm doing this report every day. If you set up a Google Data Studio API into Google Sheets, it automatically updates every hour. The concept of people just want to do work, but for me and Wilson, we come from a programming background. We're just do it once. Why would you ever do it again? I still see that from other marketing agencies. This is just non-impactful work. I think that's it, right, Eric? The day in the life of marketers should be consistently learning about marketing. If it's something you want to do and you love doing, it happens all the time. Eric, you have tons of books that we tell each other, like, hey, check this book out or check out this cool marketing hack. I love marketing. I love talking about it. Um, I love seeing new funnels. So I think a big day in the life of a marketer should be exploring other funnels, should be also exploring other products, not just in your niche, because this, you get ideas and then now come back to your deep work, which is, I saw this funnel here. How can I apply it to my brand or the company I'm working at? That's a great example. Always need a testing process, a measuring process. If you have a smart team like me, it's good to get feedback from the team. And yeah, you always have to be testing and learning. I take that very seriously. And that's why we're growing a lot. Anybody wants to work at a company, you need to go to a company that truly believes in marketing. If a company doesn't believe in marketing, it's going to be a very uphill battle to test things because then people just like, hey, we want to test the creative. No, that's not our brand color. You have no brand. What color are you like? <laughs> what color are you preserving? Anyways, you seem to have a mindset, work for a company has that mindset, and you'll excel at your job. If you're looking to work with a company, someone tweeted this, but I've seen it before, never work for a company that you wouldn't invest your full savings into. Because you want to work for a company that you want to spend your time, your time is even more valuable than however much you have in savings. So if it's a mission you don't believe in, or you don't think it's good, a lot of times the interview process will tell you that, or the teams, you should take that very seriously. Upsy is a good example of where everyone on the team they have a clear contribution to the marketing funnel. You can see why, and it just makes a marketing job easier because everyone is adding a clear value to the team and also the product itself. It is really cool. It's a whole behavior shift in a very profitable industry. It's really exciting to be on the brand side of things, on the agency side of things. It's really exciting to just be scaling a ton of different brands, to be testing a bunch of things. You just have so much insight into so many different niches. You become an encyclopedia of the digital marketing landscape, such a wild world. It's really cool. So there's pros and cons to each, but you want to work at a place you're excited about. People just get jobs that they have to get a job, have little choice where they can go. Whatever freedom of choice you have, you have to take something exciting. It's your life. In many cases, a lot of your waking hours, just working somewhere cool is the day in the life. It's just so much fun marketing for And Upsy is a good example. Void Media is a good example, good agency. You have to get really excited about that. So you have to work on high impact things. You have to test a lot. You have to be very deliberate in how you prioritize your time. And you have to have fun. And I do all those things and it's the best as a marketer. I always think the same way too. I hate my job or I wish I had a job that's nine to five. That's 60% of your day that you just don't yeah. like. I love working my, my own company, obviously. I think it's so important to find a place where you like. We also had Eric Sue in the podcast and I'm a very big believer in what he said. When he looks for a job, he optimizes for learning and growth. And you always want to go to a job where you're learning and growing. And because that makes everything more fun. You're working with exciting people. We know that not everybody has that luxury. So this is something that if you can do it, 
but obviously if you need a job, sometimes you just have to take the job just to have a job. But yeah, that's sort of the day in life of marketer. And it's exciting. I mean, I like doing it. I really like doing it. When you get into the marketing psychology and you're working on that and you see that, it's almost like art in a way. It sounds cheesy. It sounds overly commercialized, but it is like art in a way. There's marketing that people think you do. But then there's the stuff that you're doing right now, right? Which is the DR. Learning what persuades people and the emotions behind it. It's very cool. And when you can really hit it, it's a very beautiful, especially when you do it at such a scale. That's today's episode. Eric, thanks for coming on the podcast again. If you're on Apple, be sure to rate us. If you're on, on uh, YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe. Thanks guys for showing. If you're interested in working for Boy Media, come email me, kevin at boymedia.com. Happy to have you. Or just go to our website and apply there as well. Have fun. Tell Wally I said what's up and I want to pet him. Super excited that you're the dog too. Guys, talk to you soon. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.